Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! That pay-per-view, which has no rules, that's the tagline, but in reality has, you know, many rules. It's a stipulation-based pay-per-view. There are loads of very specific rules for each match. If anything, you could say it's more rules than ever. Are you looking forward to it, Luke? Well, I was going to say, the tagline for it is just like, you know, difficult to explain. But there are, you know, but there are no rules. And I'm like, apart from the regular matches where the rules are the same as the previous pay-per-view where you also had those rules implemented. Yeah, so we were looking at it earlier in the week and it seems like under half of these matches can be considered extreme. Yeah, Maybe well, they should just call it rules match. I was going to say, under, I think there's five that have stipulation. Or, you know, they have a gimmick around them. The rest of them are regular old matches. And even some of those, like Ellsworth in a shark cage, isn't a stipulation. It's just it's a gimmick around the match. Um, and yeah, the majority of these matches are just regular old matches. And extreme. I also, well, that's when, when I hear extreme rules match, I don't think Iron Man. I think kendo sticks, weapons... First Bloods, cages. Ambulance matches. Yeah, like or those sorts the, of things. the infamous stairs match. Ho, ho, ho. I can't believe that was a thing. <laughs> Tables, ladder, Flag chairs matches. and stairs. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, but no, you, you know, Iron Man match. It's not, it's not ex- extreme, but hey, it we're in a different It will be extremely age. entertaining, though. Well, let's wait until Monday to, to really make that cool. First off, we're kicking off with the New Day versus Sanity in a tag team match for tables, players. We are kicking off with a kickoff show. Mm. Uh, yeah, so it's New Day versus Sanity in a tables match. This was set up on Tuesday's SmackDown. Um, I think this will be a really fun opener, actually. You remember the last time the New Day had a um, an opening match where they were on the kickoff show and they basically, them and the users, when I was like, let's steal the show. Like, let's actually have the best match of the night. On the kickoff show, and that was SummerSlam 2017 last year, and they really did. Apart, aside from the the four way main event, they basically did steal the show. But, but like, I I prefer the tag match yeah, to the yeah. main event, and that like I love the main event, but that tag match was awesome, and that's really what kicked off that run of great New Day matches. Whether they have the same chemistry with Sanity, um, hopefully, hopefully, like both sets of teams go in there and say, let's make this this year's version of. New Day versus Usos. I think they will. I think this match is going to be absolute chaos because they'll only be given like, you know, 10 minutes and they will probably try and get 18 minutes worth of spots into this 10 minute match and it will just be 
ludicrous chaos from start to end. They w- there won't be a Killian Dane chin lock in sight. Is it a six man tag? Yes, but I don't. I don't even think there'll be like tags. I think it'll mm. just be like tornado. So it'd just be carnage around the ring. Okay. Well, what do you think? Uh, I well, see, this is a tough one. I think. But I am going to go with sanity, mm. only because I th- I feel like they really do need a, um, I think they need a win on the the main roster. I'm also going sanity for those reasons. And you look at what would the new day possibly earn if they won? Nothing. Yeah. It doesn't hurt them at all. They don't need the win. They've got victories on SmackDown over Sanity in previous weeks. So well, like the Go Home Show at least. So yes, it's got to be Sanity. Got to be sanity. Uh, one of the the rule for the match though is that only one member has to be put through the table. Not so. like the what was that match we watched recently? Oh, oh. it was the Dudleys. It was, it was a, and the New Age and Outlaws. New Age Outlaws. That was it. Judgment Day two thousand. Yeah, I knew we'd watched it recently. Uh, uh, and Gerald Briscoe went through a table. <laughs> That's how that match ended. Uh, the so the other thing. There isn't just stipulations for extreme rules. There's stipulations for the predictions of extreme rules. Probably should have said that before we started. So me and Luca, of course, going against each other as usual. But that is only for bragging rights, like all the best matches. Obviously. Really, we are both combining our picks as well to go against El Fagador. El Fagador's got a separate video. Uh, We'll link to it at the end of this video. It's already up on the channel. And if he beats us... He gets to join the Wrestle Talk team officially. El Fakador Laurie Blake, as we've now learned, he's got a name. I didn't know that was his name. No, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, no, we probably should have asked. Yeah, before yeah, we put yeah. him in front of camera. Well, but I, he was he infiltrated as you and then me. I so, mean, after that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just uh, unveiled it on the news. Yeah. Uh, so we, we're going to go for Sanity as a joint pick. Next up, Deleters of Worlds versus the B Team for the Raw Tag Titles. No stipulation. On a scale of one to ten. How uninterested are you in this match? Ten being most disun- disinterested. Yes. I am... Seven. Yeah, ooh, that's, that's lower than I was expecting. Hmm. Rather, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's lower than I was expecting. I, was, I thought you might go eight or nine. Maybe a 7.5. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling, if you're feeling good. Yeah, it's just, I, like, I like Bo Dallas and I like everyone in it, just not how they're being used. Um, I went first with Sanity, so where are you going with this one? Um, okay, I'm going for a deleter of worlds because I believe they are. This is just a filler feud for something big at SummerSlam. Probably authors of pain. Yeah, I uh, also think it's going to be the deleters of worlds. I think they are going to win here and then go into a program with the revival. Okay, at SummerSlam because they were watching the tag match backstage, the singles match backstage this week. Yes, I think they go with revival at SummerSlam and ideally with the revival win, and then they feud with the authors of pain heading into the autumn. Cool. Uh, so we'll, that's our joint pick. Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. Sorry, Constable Baron Corbin, Const- if you yeah. didn't know which Baron Corbin I was talking about. The one in the waistcoats. Mm-hmm. He's just he's going to have that, and then he's going to go down the snooker hall for a, a good old uh, couple of rounds. Just a big Gareth Southgate fan. That's all he is. <laughs> so it is. Yeah. But he's not, though, because he's a Croatia fan, no, remember? I know. No, no. Big a dastardly tweet. The big heel that he is. Sports. Sports games. Um, Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. I think I'm less interested in this match than I am the Deletes of the World, in all yeah. honesty. Yeah, yeah I'd, 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 I'm an eight. 
on this. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I'm an eight, yeah. Possibly an eight point five. We should have done it out of five. And then we could have broken <laughs> the rating scale on the well, first no, outing. Remember that person's revealed that Dave Meltzer's star rating is actually out of ten and he's just hated wrestling all this time. What a torturous <laughs> Twilight Zone existence that man has. Uh, uh, yeah, so who are you going with? Oh god. You're gonna have to care a modicum. Uh I think it's going to be Baron. I think it's gonna be a win for Baron Corbin. Because reasons yeah um god it's tough because i really don't see where either guy goes off the back of this i'm I'm gonna go baron as well you know because i just i don't think there's an argument for either guy and baron is the more significantly placed person on raw right now and if it's something they want to continue which i worry they do corbin makes sense for the win Mm mm-hmm Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens in a cage match. It's our second, our first one of the main card that is extreme. Yep, and it's actually extreme as well. It's a cage match. The Braun has been running roughshod over poor old Kevin Owens as of late. Um, we have been saying on the, the Raw reviews that he's been doing this for no reason. Um, and it's always been acting like a bit of a bully towards poor old Kevin Owens, who didn't really do anything untoward to deserve this. And someone pointed out in the comments, like, well, he was trying to orchestrate everyone to beat him up at Money in the Bank. And I was like, well, that was a smart plan. Like, that's that, like, Braun shouldn't Show be. Show respect. I was going to say, Braun shouldn't be angry at him for that. That's, that's tactics. It's like, why are you to be angry at someone for tactics? Plus, I, I think Strowman, if he was angry, which, you know, is fair enough, he got his. He got his revenge by pushing Kevin Owens off through all those tables. Yeah, off the 20-foot, the big ladder. 200-foot ladder, yeah. To then continue going after him is a heel move yeah. uh, after that. Poor old Kevin uh, Owens. So for this one, I I think it's going to be Braun because Braun doesn't lose matches. And this is one of the guys that Vince McMahon is protecting. And I don't think they're going to protect Owens. See, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm also going to say Braun as well. You and I are This very is much- very useful it is. for our overall picks. <laughs> I know, right? I'm going to say Broad as well only because I think that they are kind of treating Kevin Owens as the comedy foil in this feud and therefore, but the argument could be that Owens could pick up the win because Braun's got the briefcase and WWE mm. mentality is that if you've got the briefcase you can lose loads because you've always got the briefcase to fall back on. That's WWE mentality, mentality, unless they care about the person. Ah, uh, yeah. So I if it was John Cena, John Cena wouldn't be losing matches. Roman Reigns wouldn't. And I think Braun's on that level in Vince McMahon's mind. Yeah, you're as probably he should right. Be. As he should be. You're absolutely right. I'm, I'm sticking with Braun on this one. But you know what I would like to see? I was just thinking about the tag team situation. And, you know, you said, like, where does Baron Corbin go from here? I'd like to see a Baron and Kevin Owens tag team. As, like, Stephanie McMahon's hired goons go back to try and get Kevin Owens back into that gimmick of where he was, like, Stephanie McMahon's lackey. But if you notice as well, Kevin Owens recently on TV has been wearing Baron Corbin hoodies uh, <laughs> backstage, which I think is a nice little wrinkle to his character. I, uh, I just want Kevin Owens to be the old Kevin Owens, a really good threatening singles star. You ask for too much sometimes. I know, right? Why, why ever, cha- why ever change that prize fight again? It's brilliant. <laughs> Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the US title. You go first. I'm going for a Shinsuke Nax win. It's I about think, time. I think the Nakamura really needs something. I think he needs, after losing all of his WWE title shots. I really do think he needs a big win because if he loses here as well, then he's like, mate, like you are. There's nothing. There's nowhere yeah. for you to go other than, like, out 
or just further down the card or just not bother being on TV. So I, and I would like Nakamura with the US belt and I think that he would uh, do well for it and actually add a bit of prestige to the belt. Um, I, yeah, so I'm going with Shinsuke next. And if Hardy's beaten, he doesn't lose anything. He's a star all the time. It's kind of like the New Day argument with Sanity earlier. No stipulation to this either. No. No, no it's not It's not a uh, kennel from hell match or anything like that. But <laughs> I think it is going to be Nakamura too. Like you said, he needs a title. And, and really, if Nakamura loses this, this is terrible for him. And it shows that WWE have no faith in him. Which I don't believe. Like, they've positioned him... As quite a prominent player since he won the heel the time. Rumble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. My word. Uh, so yeah, Nakamura, Bladgen Brothers. <laughs> the, oh, the Bladgen Brothers. Oh, the Bladgen Brothers. Are they card, are they? Yeah, they are. And the Bludgeon Brothers <laughs> oh. versus Team Hell No for the SmackDown Tag Titles. This one does. I mean, if anything, kind of lends itself to an Extreme Rules stip. You've got two guys with massive hammers, and a guy who burns people alive. Are you suggesting a um, mallet on a pole inferno match? I was at burning mallets match. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they would be suspended and on fire yep. from uh, a pole. Yeah, so essentially what you said. Uh, I mean, I, I went first last time, so you're up, my friends. Bludgeon Brothers, I think the. I don't think Kane's going to turn on Brian. I think that would be a terrible way to pay off this nostalgia. I think Kane should. They'll just lose, and then Kane disappears into the ether. And Bludgeon Brothers don't lose anything. Oh, man. But what about Brian? Brian doesn't have to take the pin. And the rumour is yeah. that Brian's going into uh, the Miz feud for SummerSlam anyway. As he really should. And that's, like, you've got to think, everything after this pay-per-view is SummerSlam. It's crazy that that's only four weeks away. Uh, because Extreme Rules is an interest in WWE is so low right now on account of the ratings and just people I've spoken to who are my friends, they're like, oh, I haven't watched it since Greatest Royal Rumble. Mm. I, th I think that really did turn a lot of people off. Are you uh, sure it's only four weeks? It's longer than that. Well, it's, it's, mid it's one oh, cycle. God, it's mid-August, isn't it? For some reason, I thought it was mid-September. It actually is. It yeah. actually is four weeks after this, yeah. Blimey. Uh, so everything's hopefully going to... Whereas last year, it caught fire a bit before with the Great Balls of Fire, Joe and Lesnar match. But here, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it hasn't caught fire again as it usually does in the summer months. So you're going with I'm going Bludgeon Brothers. You're going with the Brothers Bludgeon. I am also going for the uh, same samezies. No. Yeah, for same reasons really. I think they're going to do Brian versus Miz at SummerSlam, and Brian doesn't really need the SmackDown Tag Team Titles at the moment. And I think the Bludgeon Brothers could do with a big win because they haven't really done anything with the belts since. Bear in mind they won them at WrestleMania, and what can you really say they've done since yeah. then? Like I I I think they had a feud with the Usos. Something about Gallows and Anderson. I th maybe that was a Greatest Royal Rumble. I think no, it wasn't a Greatest Royal Rumble. It was at the last pay per view, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe on the kickoff show. So that shows how little we care about them. Um, well, like how they've been booked at least. Yeah, you're right. They don't just need a win because there's they they look strong. There's nothing wrong with how they've been booked wins and losses wise, but they need an actual match. They can't just have these five-minute squash matches or, or pre-show matches. They need a good featured match, and hopefully Team Hell No will give it to them. And they were teasing a possible Sanity feud uh, on SmackDown this week, so that also ties into possibly Sanity winning in the kickoff show mm. to give them a bit of momentum to lead into a tag title feud. I, I know, think that's, I, I think I that's a long way away, because that's heel versus heel. I don't think they'll do mm -hmm. that for SummerSlam. Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins in a 30-minute Iron match for the Intercontinental title. Match. 
Did I say Iron Match? Yeah, an Iron Match. Yeah. Well, that's an actual Extreme Rules where all all the ropes are iron. <laughs> Everyone just get. No, <laughs> yeah. Gonna say an actual iron, and people just like that as well. It's whoever gets the creases out of their shirts first. Uh so this is probably the match I'm most looking forward to. Same here, mate. Yeah. Uh, and you go. I'm thinking. This is tough. It, it, this is tough, but I am going to go with... Because I, I can definitely see an argument for both lads. But I'm going with Ziggs. I think, mm. I think Dolph Ziggler is going to retain here. I think it's going to be like really in the last few minutes. I wonder if they'll even do... Because you've got the Drew McIntyre at ringside, which I suppose you could argue is another stipulation. Yeah. Um, that I think that, that Drew will cause like the final fall. Maybe do even do the gimmick where he goes in and attacks Dolph to give him like the final DQ victory. So like they're tied yeah, leading yeah. into the final closing moments. And then so Seth loses on that disqualification as, a, as your finale. So you're sticking with Ziggler? I'm sticking with Ziggs. I am going... This is the first time we're going to deviate. Because I you're think... You're going to say Drew. I'm going to... Yeah. I'm going to... Ronda Rousey. <laughs> I'm going to say Seth Rollins is going to win just. And that sets up an intercontinental title with him and Drew. At SummerSlam. Mm, interesting. I, Dolph just seems to be a placeholder. I don't think WWE see him as anything above what they've pushed him as over mm-hmm. the last few years. And this is just a way to elevate Drew. And what better way to do that than Drew having an amazing match at SummerSlam, as I bet they would, with Rollins, and then he wins the title off Rollins. Uh, because ideally, I'd like you know Ziggler to win, Rollins move up to face Brock Lesnar. But that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Yeah, I'm. I'm going. I'm going with Seth Rollins. Uh, um, however, for our overall pick, okay, you need to pick. I, I want. I think we go Ziggler. You want to go Ziggs yeah. for the overall? Fair enough. Um, I was going to say with the, your suggestion there, um, possibly you could do Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre at um, uh, at SummerSlam. I think it's too soon to to turn them like against each other, but that doesn't mean WWE won't do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carmella versus Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship with James Ellsworth in a shark cage. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, did I go? I went first last time, so you get to go okay. first this time. Okay. God, Carmella's had the title for way too long. It's amazing <laughs> to think that Asuka hasn't had a title on the main roster yet. No, I know. And she won the Rumble. She did, you Oh, my God. Yeah, she won the Royal Rumble. Ah, oh, man. I remember when the Rumble really used to make people. Where did it make Brawl when he won the greatest Royal sure, Rumble? Sure, sure. Uh, so I, I, I really think Asuka should win this. Because I, I, I feel like Carmella's really cooled off. I know we've had different opinions on this. Really cooled off with the James Ellsworth return. And I totally get why they did it. And I liked why they did it. But I just think it hasn't worked. Uh, but I don't think WWE will realise that. And they will have Carmella win via James Ellsworth passing hairspray through the cage down to, down to Carmella. So you're going with Asuka, uh, Carmella winning? Carmella retaining. I almost feel like I should repeat the prediction I had last time, which is that Asuka is declared the winner, but Carmella remains champion. Because I do think that Carmella is going to be champion coming out of this, only because I feel like they're, they're aiming to do her and Becky Lynch at SummerSlam. Mm. Becky's been on this sort of like role as of late in getting all these victories on getting SmackDown. Getting your hopes up, man. And 
I, yeah, but I, you say that, but that's what commentary's been pushing. And they've been really putting over um, the Disarma as like, she's tapped out Charlotte, yeah. she's tapped out Sonya Deville, she's tapped out Mandy Rose. They're li- listing all these people that she's been tapping out with the, 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 the that submission. That list really took a nosedive from and the, where you started. And, and the Iconics. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, but that's, that's pretty much the entire SmackDown women's division. It's just, it's only Asuka she hasn't tapped out. Uh, and Naomi. So I feel that th- that's maybe where they're going to go and do Becky and... And also you've got the James Ellsworth connection and Becky's previous uh, feuding with yeah. James Ellsworth, so you can tie that into there. I'd even like it if it was advertised as a three-way at um, SummerSlam. Mm, so not bad, yeah. Ellsworth, Becky Lynch, <gasps> and Carmella. Oh, that would be great. Triple threat that's, for the SmackDown Women's awesome. Championship. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so you're going for an Asuka win, but, but, Carmella, but Carmella retains. Yeah, but I think as a joint, let's say Carmella. Okay. Only because I don't want them to pin Asuka for a, you know. Oh, God, yeah. Can you imagine? Um, Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax in an Extreme Rules match for the Raw Women's Championship. The stipulation, an added stipulation to Extreme Rules, is that there is a Ronda Rousey on a pole <laughs> start uh, component to this. Ronda Rousey at, on a chair. Yeah. At ringside in the crowd. So Ronda's going to be watching. She's bought the ticket as a fan, as you pointed out. Front row seats still available. Unfortunately, yep. she probably and, sat next to Frank the Clown, and uh, or that guy in between that guy and his mum. <laughs> I, I I just want to see them a seat apart from each other. Oh, could you imagine if you're that guy and his mum? You turn up, it's like, oh, we're not sat next to each other this like for this paper. Oh, who's in between? Or us? they're on the booking sheet, and I was like, who's got that seat? Who's got the seat between us? Who's got that? That's Ronda Rousey. That's John Cena. Uh, the yeah, this I, is okay, a tough with, one. You, you with go the first. Rousey, sorry, with the Rousey thing, I would like to see her there from the start of the pay per view as well, like Cena at WrestleMania. I don't want to do it like the the Goldberg thing at Judgment Day 2004, where it's like I'd show up halfway through the show just in time for that segment where mm. I'm going to be involved. I'd like to see her there just to build up, you know, in the terms of kayfabe. It's like why, if you bought tickets for a show, why would you show up half an hour or two hours into it? Because the shows are way too long. I think that makes perfect sense. I'm behind you, Ronda, if you just want to turn she up for the... She looked at the card and was like, well, actually, I'd already fancied the leader of Worlds yeah. versus the B team. I might go to the bar at that point. That Cesaro and Sheamus. I think she's just going to turn up for Rollins and Ziggler. <laughs> so I just That's, picked yeah. up on that. Very good. The So, yes, what's your pick? This is I... tough. Uh, well, I'm going to Alexa Bliss. I think Alexa's going to retain because I think they're going to do her and Ronda at SummerSlam where Ronda's going to win the belt there. Yeah. So, I, I agree. Um, I, I just kind of don't know how they do it I mean from from on paper it looks like that Ronda Rousey is going to try and cost Bliss the match because Mickie James will somehow get interfere but she'll accidentally take out Jax and that will lead to a Bliss win mm. but I don't think that makes Ronda Rousey look too good and they've done a really good job at booking her at looking it's just been flawless uh, results wise so can I pitch yeah. you something I'm going to say a Bliss as well can I pitch you an of idea? Of course. Um, the Ronda does get involved, but it's Nia that she takes out because she. And then, like you have the Alexa Bliss, sort of like very scared, you know, going to cover Nia, and then she's like, and then you're like, oh man, we're now best of friends. But Ronda's like, no way, because now I'm, I'm coming. coming I'm coming title. after you. Yeah, yeah. And then that's cool. Put the fear of God in mm, that. That is cool. Uh, so the, the order we've got things here is not the order I want to read them out in. So I'm going to skip to the end. Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. We're going to skip to the main event of the show. If it is. This is 100% main oh, eventing the show, for man. bragging rights. Yeah. Yeah, I know, you're right, you're right. It's like it's the two guys that like Vince loves the most in one match. Okay, so you went first last time. 
It's Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley, if we haven't clarified that yet. Uh, man, this is like a 10. Is it? <laughs> in the disinterested. I could even say 11, because it's gonna say, active. I was going oh. to say 10 and a half. I'm going to break the scale. I'm going to a card or Omega. Yeah, it. 10 and a quarter. <laughs> 10 and a quarter. Um, God, I'm struggling, because I really don't care. I mean, it's Reigns. Reigns is going to face Brock Lesnar. Why the hell would he beat him? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying Reigns as well. I think this is definitely a Roman Reigns victory. I shouldn't say definitely because that's bitten me in the butt previously, mm-hmm. but I feel that they are going to do Roman Brock at SummerSlam, although Mike Johnson said that we're not going to see Brock anytime soon. That's the, the the word on the grapevine. But it could like be a month, and we just don't see him for the entire build. Which, yeah, he just shows up at SummerSlam. Yeah, um, yeah but I, I just think it's Reigns. It's, I mean, there is a part of this that I've kind of forgotten about, and it was back in January, Dave Meltzer reported that Bobby Lashley was telling his friends that I'm going back to WWE because I've been promised a, a Brock Lesnar match at SummerSlam. That's true, I forgot about that, yeah. That was like one of the big rumours at the start of the year. because that was January, yeah. And here we are. Here We've we got are. a Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, and essentially a number one contenders match for Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. And we're all going, it's going to be Roman Reigns. <laughs> uh, but I, I just, uh, that was before all the craziness happened. I was going to say, that was before the, the WrestleMania nonsense happened. But it, it, it could, Bobby could still win. Yeah. Uh, AJ Styles versus Rusev, the real main, it's not going to be the main event, no. for the WWE Championship. I think someone said to me, AJ Styles has yet to main event a pay-per-view since the brand splits. Uh, well, since the uh, the dual-branded yeah. pay-per-views. Well, it's only been two. But, you know, but like since the brand split on all dual-branded pay-per-views. So oh, right, so they... the big five last year. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's If SmackDown's the B-show. Yeah. So the, I mean, yeah. It's, should we just say it at the same time? AJ, AJ Styles. Styles. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's time to put the belt on Rusev. Um and I think they're going for It's an... past time. Yeah, and I think they're going for a nice long run with AJ and they're gonna build him up to a big old feud at SummerSlam, possibly against Samoa Joe. So I think that they're gonna go with AJ retaining here. Yeah, or maybe Nakamura. Oh maybe again. Yeah, oh, do that match yeah, again. Do it again. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. New Day versus Sanity in a tables match. So this one is airing on the kickoff show, so I'm not actually, I don't even know if this counts, probably. And the weird thing with Sanity is it took ages for them to arrive. They were teased forever and they just never showed up. Maybe that was part of like making us doubt our sanity. But when they finally did arrive, they were fumbled completely. They had a beatdown on the Usos before losing clean the following week in a match with the Usos and Jeff Hardy. Just because Jeff Hardy was in the match and you can't have Jeff Hardy lose. And that kind of killed all of their momentum. They've tried to rebuild it here with a New Day, having them appear and beat down the New Day on the pancake eating contest. However, while the New Day are swallowing pancakes, Sanity are swallowing losses. And they then lost on SmackDown this week in this five on five tag bang with a New Day, Team Hell No, and Sanity were pairing with the Bludgeon Brothers. And the weird thing about this match as well is that it felt like it was very much designed for Team Hell No and the Bludgeon Brothers to set them up and a New Day and Sanity were a bit of an afterthought. However, New Day are kind of fine whatever happens here. So I think realistically, Sanity have to win this to maintain any semblance of credibility going forward. So I'm going to give this one to them. Sanity. Next up, Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. Oh, Balor versus Corbin. Oh, Balor versus Corbin. Mm, why? Why? Overall, not particularly into this. I don't think being tall is a reason to have a feud, big Cass. And it would have been so easy to just whip something up using the Constable Corbin character where he's abusing his authority to have power over Finn Balor leading into this. Instead, we're just going with sizeism. And that's really all the kind of build that there's been for this feud. There was a cool little moment in the pull apart brawl with Reigns and Bobby Lashley this week on Raw, where uh, Balor just took a little dig at Corbin, which I thought was quite fun. But weirdly, that is almost the only thing that's happened here. I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm not invested in this at all. So my prediction here is that Corbin is going to be the one bringing home the W, because I think it's going to set him up to be one of the top heels on Raw. And I think there'll probably be shenanigans involving Stephanie McMahon, maybe, as she appointed him to be the constable in the first place. However. We haven't actually seen it and we're kind of taking Corbin's word for it. So it'd be nice to see her come out and set up him as a proper authority figure, pun intended, on Raw. Especially as they don't seem to know what they're doing with Finn Balor, apart from making him smile and wear a cool t-shirt. Next up, Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens in a steel cage match. <laughs> This has got to be Owens, right? It's got to be. I don't, what I don't understand about this feud is 
one, all of it. Two, the booking. Strowman is harassing Kevin Owens. Strowman is being booked as a heel, but WWE think he's a babyface. And I guess the only reason they think that is because Owens is running away from the fight. He's being the chicken, can't say the S word, chicken poop heel in this scenario. And that means that he has to be the heel. But he feels like the babyface. And I think that the weird thing about this is that if you have the monster come and beat someone down every single week without any repercussions, like Sasha and Bailey got sent to counseling, Strowman and Owens have to settle it in a cage. Someone's being bullied and then your solution to them being bullied is, well, you can stand in a cage with him. And he's like a legitimate giant as well. Strowman is outright bullying Owens for like no reason. He flipped his car, which has got to send his insurance premiums through the roof. He tipped him in a porta potty off the stage, which is gross. And now rather than settle this using HR or counselling like Sasha and Bailey, they get to go to counselling. Strowman and Owens have to have a steel cage match, which I feel like Owens has to win because where else do you go with this? If Strowman just keeps winning, his career has no ups or downs. It is just all ups. He is plateauing, but at the top, but not winning anything of importance beyond money in the bank, obviously. He's just sort of coasting on smashing things up and that being a spectacle. There's nothing else to him and it's boring to watch his matches when you know that he's going to win because part of the drama of wrestling is the idea that the person you want to win might not win at some point and then when they do you're happy or when they don't you're sad. But the cool thing about this match is it gives an option for Owens to win without damaging Strowman too much. Owens can just escape the cage which isn't a pinfall over Strowman, isn't knocking him out, isn't doing anything really, it's still just running away which Owens has proven he's pretty good at but he wins. So I think Owens is going to win this one and I think what's actually going to happen is Strowman is going to put him through the cage. He's going to get two into the beatdown, put him through the cage, giving Owens the win. But Strowman gets to look cool because putting people through stuff is cool. Next up, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, which is the Bludgeon Brothers versus Team Hell No. This one I'm kind of torn over. I think this one all comes down to Daniel Bryan's contract in September. The nostalgia act of putting Team Hell No back together feels like filler. It's great. Like, we like seeing them back together. There's been some brilliantly funny bits, the NSYNC bit particularly, I liked. Oh, and Bryan setting off the pyro as well. But I think this is sort of classic, making sure that Daniel Bryan stays in a championship picture, but it's not too big a deal if he doesn't win it and also it doesn't start a big program that if he does leave sort of just falls flat and WWE have wasted and invested all of this television time and all of this push on Brian and then he just goes to Ring of Honor or whatever he wants to do. So with the potential for Brian to just wander off with the titles I don't think they're going to put them on Team Hell No even though the pop will be insane. Then a safer bet is to go with the Bludgeon Brothers here and build someone else maybe Sanity as the team that's going to beat them at their own game which is beatdowns and chaos and throwing people around. But not only do I think the Bludgeon Brothers are going to retain I think that what's going to happen is that Kane is going to get frustrated, Team Hell No is going to implode, and he's going to lay out Brian, leading to a feud that can be resolved on SmackDown, or maybe at SummerSlam, and then they can start building a proper program for Brian if he does decide to stay with the company. I mean, he must have to stay with the company anyway, because he's going to have to be on Total Bellas, unless he's just going to pretend that he's an absentee dad. Royal Tag Team Championships next, and that's the Deleters of Worlds versus the B Team. The B Team's push is a bit of a weird one. I don't really get it. Like, I enjoy that it's fun to have the celebrations and do all this stuff and have them finally winning matches and having a bit of a weird winning streak. But I don't think they're very good challengers for the tag team titles. As funny as it is to see Bo Dallas impersonating Bray Wyatt, 
Although I think impersonating people is a very serious business. Purely for the pop of the celebration of the B team, I'm going to give this one to them and see what happens. Because I think they'll just drop the titles back on Raw when the Deleters of Worlds invoke their rematch clause. And then, hopefully they'll build to a programme with the revival at SummerSlam. And they can be the champions and everyone will be happy. Especially me. Next, the United States Championship with Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura has had an incredibly tough year so far. He won the Rumble. That was great. He had the match at WrestleMania, which he lost. Sad times. He had a great heel turn. That was wonderful. But he's not managed to sort of parlay that into any kind of victory or picking up the title from AJ Styles. He's just lost to Styles every single time. AJ is looking incredibly strong. And then, to top it all off, he gets bit by a dog right in the shin, Shinsuke Nakamura. Which is also why this match didn't happen on SmackDown in late June when it was scheduled. Instead, Nakamura was out for two weeks and we had Jeff Hardy versus Eric Young. And then the following week, Hardy comes out in the, the red, white and blue face paint to do the 4th of July thing. Realistically, I think if this match had gone ahead in late June, Hardy would have been winning because they would have wanted a babyface champion for the 4th of July special, which actually went out on the 3rd of July. But anyway, they would have wanted a babyface champion to come out, get the pop, celebrate America and then win. However, the fact that this has now moved to Extreme Rules and Shinsuke is on fire, I think WWE might actually do right by him, finally, and put a belt on him. So I'm going with Shinsuke. But then again, this is WWE, so for all I know, a bald eagle could just come down from the ceiling, whip away the belt, and he'll be champion for a bit. The Intercontinental Championship match between Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins, which is a 30-minute Iron Man match. Dolph all the way, baby. I think this is obviously going to be one of the highlights of this card. Both Seth and Dolph are brilliant, and Drew McIntyre is going to be knocking around being massive and brilliant as well. So that's all great. And I think Drew being there and being involved is what's going to give Dolph the win. Those two seem to be having a really big heel push at the moment, and they're doing great work, and it's really fun. And I think this frees up Seth if he loses here to go up the card again if he's needed there, and he should be because he's blooming great, or to do a potential S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion when Ambrose finally returns, which must be in the next couple of months. And then there's a potential there that the half-S.H.I.E.L.D., the S.H.I.E.L.D.-ish, can take on McIntyre and Ziggler when the odds are fair. The other option is, is that you give Dolph and McIntyre a really good run with the Intercontinental title, but that's what causes friction between them. And then you can have Drew win the title off of Dolph, splitting up the pair, but giving Drew a big singles push. The SmackDown Women's Championship match between Carmella and Asuka with James Ellsworth suspended in a shark cage. What is this match? What's happening? What's even going on? Obviously, that pesky Ellsworth is gonna be the deal breaker here, although, I'm not entirely convinced that getting him out of the shark cage is going to be any sort of help to Carmella. Getting someone who is physically weaker and worse than you out of a cage is actually more of a hindrance, I think, overall. However, that's not the way WWE will book this, I don't think. I think Carmella is going to win. I think it'll be Asuka falling victim to her own hubris here. I think she'll get Ellsworth down in the shark cage so she can beat him down, getting revenge for all of the interfering he's been doing since Money in the Bank, and that'll give Mella a moment to take advantage and retain her championship. Which also means you can build to a big match at SummerSlam where Asuka wins the title and gets a massive pop and everyone's hot because it's SummerSlam. The Raw Women's Championship, which is Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. And this is an Extreme Rules match, which means the rules are extreme. They're all on skateboards. I feel sorry for Nia in this situation because this whole match feels like it's been booked around Ronda Rousey and Alexa Bliss. This is what this build is about. Nia is just a bit part player in somebody else's story here. However, I do think that will play 
in her favour. Ronda's going to be at ringside, she's suspended from Raw, but she's bought a ticket and is going as a punter to Extreme Rules. And I can't help but feel that in an Extreme Rules match where there is no DQ, she's going to have to interfere. And the cool thing about that is that she could interfere giving Nia the win, Nia becomes the champion, but the feud between Ronda and Alexa Bliss is just beginning there, and you could build it to a match between them at SummerSlam when Ronda comes back off of her suspension. And that keeps Ronda appearing at events, but not in the title picture, because maybe she's not ready for that yet. It gives her a chance to still continue to practice her matches and her spot calling. It's just a shame that in this match and in this feud in general, all the machinery and the mechanics of backstage can be seen, as the bookers attempt to book themselves out of the Ronda Rousey corner they find themselves in. And the longer it goes on, the more this black hole of booking just hoovers up everything around it. It's already claimed the championship and the money in the bank contract to some degree. I'm giving Nia the win here with help from Rondas Rousey. The WWE Championship match, AJ Styles versus Rusev. Rusev is the best. Rusev number one. But I don't think he's going to win here. I'm sorry, sad times. Obviously, this is the big push for the Bulgarian brute that we've all been waiting for. However, it's about four months too late. If it happened back then, I think, potentially, he might have won. Here, I don't think he is going to. Especially as part of the reason people thought that AJ retained over Shin at Money in the Bank was because AJ has been announced as the cover star for 2K19. And that doesn't come out till much later this year, and I don't think they're going to have him drop the title before the game comes out, because you don't want to diminish the star power of your man on the front. So sadly, I think this is going to be another match that is a victim to the mechanics and the machinery of backstage and AJ is going to retain which it's weird to think that AJ retaining his title is a sad thing but only in the case of Rusev. I do think the end of this match is going to see Aiden English try to interfere, accidentally get in the way and cost Rusev the win. There's already been sort of hints of this Aiden overstepping the mark, stepping up to Styles, Rusev having to get involved to save him, all of this kind of stuff. There's a little bit of little friction of tension between the two and I'd like to see that play out for a bit and then they can give Rusev the big singles push potentially in time for him to be the cover star of 2k20 it's not gonna happen and now the main event roman reigns versus bobby lashley bobbit bobbins lashley and yeah i do i do think this is going to be the main event sadly. It's a bit of a weird one because this was originally meant to be a multi-man match for a number one contender's shot of the Universal title. That is until Brock Lesnar went back to UFC and they were like, we might never get that belt back. So then it was no longer a number one contender's match and it was no longer a multi-man match. Well, there's two guys. So there are multiple men in the match, but it's not multi in the way that WWE like to phrase it. So now all we've got on Extreme Rules is the Big Dog versus Big Bob. And does anyone care? Does anyone care? No. I think that Lashley has to win this one. He's currently being billed as the next big thing, the smiling baby face who comes out and loves his family and has fond memories of all of that sort of stuff and is massive. Vince likes massive guys, so therefore he's going to go over. Also, Paul Heyman had a really big long go at Bobby Lashley in his Facebook post about there being no worthy contenders for Brock's title. In the post, he called Lashley the man who would be Brock Lesnar, which sounds like the beginnings of a feud. The seeds have been sprinkled. So I think Bobby Lashley goes over here and hopefully they build to some sort of program where he can legitimately take the title off of Brock Lesnar if he ever comes back to work. And also this could then be the beginning of the downfall of Roman Reigns, which I think is what's needed for his character. We've already seen sort of the inkling of this on Raw where he was a victim of his own hubris, booking himself into two matches in one night and not doing very well in either of them. And then the cool thing is you break him all the way down to rock bottom, give him that little bit of heel turn and then you can build him all the way back up to the top and people might organically start to like him. Just, just maybe.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.